Welcome to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. I'm Dr. T, a licensed clinical psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Dr. P, a professor of psychology in Ventura, California. Welcome and thank you for joining us. The purpose of this podcast is to bridge our love of all things psychology with our love of all things reality television. Starting out for our first podcast, we're going to recap the newest season of 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. So let me start off by saying I'm very happy for this season. You want to know why? Why? Because we got Ethiopia represented. See, I, yeah, that's going to be, I think that there's some interesting cultural stuff that'll come up, you know. So yeah, that's exciting though. Yeah. I'm excited and I'm also scared too because I'm excited for the visibility, but I'm scared depending on what they're going to show because I want to, I want folks to see the beautiful side of Ethiopia and Ethiopians. So we'll see. I have hope. Yeah. And so just for people that don't know that um, about your connection with Ethiopia, maybe you want to like share that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I am Ethiopian and Black American. That's where the, the name Kunjet comes from, or Kunjet. Um, so yeah, so, and my mother, Almaz, if you're listening, uh, mom, we also uh, watch this together sometimes, and she is super excited too um, that Ethiopia is being represented. So oh, it's our moment. Yeah, especially now with, um, you know, coronavirus and social distancing stuff that you get connecting and talk about that. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. But let's not jump to them yet. I'm not ready yet. Well, I was going to say. Start. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I know, we're getting there, all right. <laughs> so which couple should we start with? You know, for me, I think the, the one that I think sort of started off interesting and a little bit like bizarre to me was Jenny and Submit, so the, with India. Why is it bizarre? I love Jenny. Because he catfished her and then she fell in love with him. So I was like, ooh, I don't know how, how this is gonna turn out. So I, I don't know. Mm. I, I think they're gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting couple to, to see what happens with them. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's amazing because the, the scenes with Jenny starts out with, she's sleeping on her daughter's couch right now. So she's come back from India and being with Samit, who had lied about being, well, I don't know if he lied or just omitted being married. And Jenny found out about it. And there was the whole instance of the family coming. We didn't know I was going to go this deep, huh? Or the family coming. <laughs> but so that's like multiple things, though, because he catfished her with the photos. Like, he didn't even use real photos. And then, like, the yeah. marriage thing, that's a whole nother layer to that. Yeah. But yeah, so go ahead. Yeah. And now, not only is she being willing to go back to India, she's about to mess up her social security. She's about to take a 30% cut on her social security so she can go and take care of Summit. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I just, I just think- That's love sad, or but, something. Um, I, I mean, I, I try to be hopeful for all of the couples. You know, I've been following, following the different versions of 90 Day Fiance and I try to have hope that all of them will work out, and obviously, like, <laughs> that doesn't always happen. So, um, I yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see sort of what happens with them because, like, I think she's in a place where she wants to like push him or give him mm-hmm. some items. Um, 
about their relationship and at least from the previews that I've seen on the next episode, I just, I don't know if I trust him. I don't know. Do you think he was lying to her when he said, oh, my parents don't want to come to the phone? Do you think he actually went and tried to get them? Or he's, li- I thought he was lying. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think he was lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she, and she was like anticipating like, okay, they're going to come back. And um, yeah, I, I think he just walked out of the room and was like, I'm not getting my parents to come in here. Uh, yeah. Because I think he might still be married. Like I know that they're working through like a, the paperwork, apparently. Uh, they're trying to work through that process, but um, I don't know if I believe him. So we're going to have to watch them. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure he's telling her the full truth. I'm not sure he's done much paperwork. So I'm curious about that. But I also don't get what the big game is. It's not like Jenny has a lot of money. So this is where I kind of say, well, maybe Smith does really have feelings for her, but maybe he just doesn't have his life together. Because it's not like he's getting some, you know, Jenny is a wonderful person, not to demean Jenny or or minimize the gifts that she brings. But if it were just a financial reason, like he was just trying to hoodwink her and, and, and get some money from her, I don't see it happening with her. So there's a part of me that feels that there has to be something, right? Yeah. And maybe maybe he really does love her and, and, and because of their, like the cultural expectations around like marriage in India, that this is his way of trying to like um, abide by some of those cultural things and respect his parents. And then also like respect, like he's in love with her. Um, and so mm-hmm. I have to navigate some of that, but I think in the next, in this season, we'll obviously get to see how it all, you know, works out. And if he was really being honest about working through that paperwork to get the divorce, or if he was really trying to like maintain this double life Mm -hmm. to sort of separate or or to like please his parents, but also to, to make sure that he's happy by having this relationship with Jenny. But you don't believe in this relationship. I don't I don't see it happening. I think he I think she's gonna get to India and realize that um he's still married and that it's gonna end up crumbling um in the end. But I get I mean I'm I'm gonna try to be optimistic. I, yeah. I tell people all the time like I'm in my mind I'm a realist. You could call it uh pessimistic or whatever you wanna call it. <laughs> but um, I like to take in the facts and information and, and, you know, obviously I'm a psychologist. So like I think about stuff, um, mm-hmm. I just don't know if I, if I trust them working out. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she takes her daughters, uh, her daughter and her, her daughter's wife. Um, I think they came the last time in the last, the last season. I don't, I don't fully remember, but I hope she takes them on this trip just for like support and for them to ask the really hard questions because they're not playing. She already said it's about to be three strikes and you're out and we're done. Yeah. So I really want to see her, her go to India with that support or at least somebody that has clear eyes, you know? Because she, I think she's, I think they've pushed her to try to like call him out. I don't know if she even really wanted to fully go there to like push him on the idea about, okay, I need to have actual proof and like, I need to see the papers. Um, I think if, 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 if her daughter and her daughter's uh, 
partner would have not like said, you need to like make sure that you know what you're walking into, that mm-hmm. she may not have done that. So um, I do I, I do think, sort of agree with what you said that if they could sort of be there for that support, but also like pushing her and asking the hard questions of, of him, then you might really get to the bottom of what's going on. So we'll see with Jenny and Samit. I, I will be excited to see her go to India and what happens next. I think there's going to be several surprises that are going to come out. Um, but I like Jenny so much. She's really, there's something about her that's just very endearing and sweet and sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some, you know, parts of like just, I think, being naive and and. I mean, I get on up to my own aspects of that over the course of my life in some situations, but I think that that sometimes is like, uh, it puts blinders on them a little bit more to sort of make some of those things that other people like Jenny's daughter can sort of say like, uh, I don't know. So I think it'll be, uh, they'll be a good couple to watch. So who would be the next couple for us to talk about? Um, we could talk about uh, Yazan and Brittany. Oh, yes. Yasan and Brittany. Oh, yes. And I don't know if, how, I can't recall how they pronounced it. I, I think it's two ways. I think some, some folks are giving kind of like an Americanized accent to it. I think it's Yazan. Okay. Yazan. We tried. We'll figure We're, it out. <laughs> we'll, listen, we'll listen again and get it right. <laughs> but Yazan and Brittany. Brittany is 26, Yazan is 24, so close in age. That's always a bonus I have found in 90 Day Fiance. Not that older, younger, or big age discrepancies will never work, but it just seems that the couples that are closer in age cohorts tend to work better on this show. But so we see Yazan. Yazan is in Jordan, he's walking through the market which was something I wanted to do. I saw a guy making coffee and I really wanted that. Um, (laughs) And he's talking about the beautiful Brittany. Brittany's beautiful, gorgeous, sweet. And then we are introduced to Brittany. And she is, she is beautiful. Oh, she is fine. (laughs) Uh, The braces kind of throw me off, but that's great. I mean, you know, that's beautiful, but no, she is, she is beautiful woman. So what, 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 like, what was the, what struck you when you said, like, we, we, he talked up Brittany and then we were presented with an image of Brittany that may have been different than what we were expecting? Like, is that, did that something, was that something that happened? Like, you weren't expecting the Brittany that you, that you got? Well, he starts out talking about her, which he only met her five months ago. So let's also remember this timeline. He only met her five months ago. They're engaged now. And he talks a little bit about his life. And then he talks about women in Jordan and how women like to stay home. Women don't work. Women are sweet. Women are meek. Women are mild. Kind of that theme. And then we see Brittany, who's out working, who's out dancing, who is not as modest as as he was speaking of. So automatically there was, oh, okay, I wonder how these cultures are going to adapt to each other. Like what? What is that gonna look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think yeah, that was definitely that was my reaction to like he's talking about these different you know characteristics and cultural expectations in Jordan for women and Brittany obviously you know the way that she 
describes herself and presenting herself and like she's she's a boss and she's trying to do all this stuff with her with her music and um i think i think they're gonna have some challenges navigating that because she seems like a very like strong-willed um, mm-hmm. person and, and i i don't know if she's if she's ready to be like covered and like not being as um you know presenting herself in a, in a sexy manner because of, of mm-hmm. how she's dressed and and that's not tolerated you know within sort of the jordan culture so um i think they're gonna bump heads around uh-huh. some of her you know choices in, in in clothing and i mean people can overcome that though I, I think that's i mean obviously on one like side of it is that she's gonna have to make some decisions to like okay try to tone down you know some of the things that she wears um but i think from that like culture perspective that he might also try to like I don't know if I want to use the word push, um, but he might also have some uh, firm expectations about like, okay, you're in Jordan now. Like this is, this is what, this is where you are. This is what you have to do. Yeah. Um, and so I think they're going to bump heads at least you know, in the, in the beginning. It's also interesting because he is Muslim and he's expressed to her, at least in the scene, it seems he's expressed to her his desire for her to convert but she doesn't want to talk about it right now. So, so that makes me think about that. I mean, that's a big conversation. If you're about to get married to somebody, you're about to go over to their home country and you're not willing to have this conversation about religion and especially it being very salient for Mm -hmm. one partner. I mean, could you ever see something like that working out? If, if somebody holds a a really strong religious identity and the other person just says, I'm not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if it's not, it wouldn't work out if you're not going to talk about it. I, I think mm-hmm. you definitely have to figure out what, what is your relationship going to look like in the context of, you know, allowing or supporting your partner in practicing their own sort of faith. And so um, I don't know if, if, if she will be willing to do that because she hasn't really, you know, talked much about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering also, like, how is his family going to, like, welcome her or perceive her if she doesn't, like, express some openness to at least, like, learning about their religion? Because I think that might be, like, some more tension in their relationship to try to figure out, okay, how do we work with trying to um, keep this sort of separateness between, like, religion and, and our sort of growth that's a couple and then the family in terms of like the cultural stuff that goes with their expectations around that as well so and i think her her dad was all was also i think he's gonna it'll be interesting to see how much he plays into some of the like the scenes with her because Mm -hmm. seems like they have a really close relationship but i think he's he was definitely um upset and concerned about you know waiting to like okay I'm going to be leaving next week. And I'm not he was talking the whole time through like, he had a smile and he, but he was like talking through gritted teeth. Like, Oh, okay. You're going to go. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. You could definitely tell that was tense. And so like, it seems like he's supportive of her, but obviously as, as any parent, like you, you have concerns and, and you may be more likely to like see some red flags that, maybe your child doesn't see 
Um, and sometimes like parents are just like too overbearing when it comes to like relationships and um, it doesn't matter who the person is, they're not gonna like them. But I don't think that that's the case with, with him. I think that mm-hmm. he just felt like she should have been more like open about some of that decision making stuff and, and giving him some time to like, you know, grieve about, okay, <laughs> we're not gonna have as much contact. Um, cause, because I think they're living together. Um, yeah. Right now. So yeah. a big change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the other big thing is that she has a secret that she hasn't told Yazan yet, which is that she's still married. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll be curious when that comes out. I feel like that's a conversation that should happen before she goes to Jordan. But I have a feeling they're going to keep us in anticipation and then it's going to blow up in Jordan. Right. Well, I, that seems like some uh, producer methods to like get like, a story. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, we're going to wait. We're going to bring this conversation up once you get to Jordan and um, sort of force you to like dive in and like deal with this tense stuff and have it all play out for us to be able to to see, which, I mean, obviously, like, that's part of the, like, excitement for a lot of these shows is that people get a lot of unexpected reactions out of people and tune mm-hmm. in for that. So I think that also um, encourages producers to, like, make something really juicy. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't wait till that one comes out because I... Yeah, that that is going to be interesting. It reminds me of um, uh, the previous season of of Ninety Day with um, they wore the matching leather jackets all the time. Oh, oh, that's another couple. You know, oh. you, you know what I'm talking about. I know you're talking about, but I also just blanked right now. I do uh, too. But yeah, no, that was tough. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that one. Yeah, he was very upset because he he didn't want. It also was against his culture to be with a married woman. And she, you know, by not telling him, didn't give him that choice of, mm-hmm. you know, engaging with her or not. Yeah. And that, I don't know. Like, I think this all, that also came up on, uh, what is it, before the 90 days, <laughs> the last one of that one, when um, Ash, you know, sort of lied about the timeline of his, like, divorce stuff at, like, I don't Ash, know. Ash doesn't know what a timeline is. That's <laughs> <laughs> Ash's problem. That's an entire another uh, podcast discussion. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I think for me, it's like, I'm always like, um, it confuses me around why people like hold in some information that is really like, it's not trivial, like it's really simple. And so like you make a bigger deal out of it but by not telling the truth um mm-hmm. and so i don't know why people make like i don't know i'm curious as to why people do that i guess yeah i agree too it also just feels it feels very deceptive and disrespectful to me if a person is willing to tell me the truth which means that i then have choices i then have a choice of i can forgive you i can move on i can you know, configure how I'm thinking about you. If somebody tells me the truth, then they respect me. Even if I don't want to hear it, you know, but if you believe that the person is going to think negatively about the truth that you're about to share and you hide it from them, 
I just think that's just so deceitful. Deceitful. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. And that I think that's also like why, just not to sort of go back to Jenny and submit, but I think that's also why for me, I was just like, how can you fall in love with the catfish? Like, I get it. Like, you have that emotional connection. But <laughs> I was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> to feel love and to be in love is a powerful thing when you don't have it. You can make all these different kinds of rationalizations and excuses for being treated poorly because you yearn so much for that connection. Connection is deep. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, as I said, you know, I've watched a couple of these 90-day shows, and um, there's at least one couple that mm-hmm. has uh, one of the partners in that relationship that um, has a experience with, you know, some really major, like, lies from the other person that they have to, like, deal with. And most of the time, they've been, like, really accepting and, you know, looking past, you know, what, what they um, did. It's hard for me to, like, get over somebody lying to me. I don't care how like small it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I've definitely been in situations where like a lie comes out and it's like, okay, peace out. Like I'm, I'm done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So don't lie to you. You're going to be finished. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do it. <laughs> uh, well, you know who I don't think is lying? Kenneth and Armando. I, yeah, I think they will. So in terms of like the age stuff, I think they may be the couple with the biggest gaps in age. Um, yeah, he, Kenneth, Ken is, is it Ken or Kenneth? I think it's Kenneth. Kenneth? He may go, I think it's Kenneth. Okay, we'll just, we'll give him his full government name, Kenneth. Kenneth is, first of all, 57 years old. He looks very very good for his age. I would just like to, you know, give a little clap for representing an older age and looking very well. Um, and Armando is 31 from San Felipe, Mexico. Yes, I think, I mean, I didn't realize what the the climate was in Mexico for, for gay people or LGBT people there. So I think that's going to be a... Um, interesting dynamic to see play out with him moving there. And well, it sounds like they've had some discussions about sort of the challenges that they may have to face so they kind of prepare for it. I think the last conversation that um, Kenneth was having with his daughter, like mm-hmm. I don't think his kids know about the climate. So she seemed to be like really concerned about yeah. their relationship. Yeah, I do feel that this is going to be a relationship that they're going to struggle, but I think this is going to be one of the ones that works. Like as far as all of the couples coming out of this, I mean, Kenneth, first he had, he raised four kids. So one and then triplets, which was amazing. He's had his career. He has sold his home. He has got written of all his things. He has invested in this relationship. So I see this very differently from the first, well, Jenny's very, Jenny is very invested, I submit. (laughs) And Armando's invested too, because he's also moving like four hours away and taking his daughter. So I I definitely see them really trying to build a life together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely both like demonstrating that 
the relationship is important to them. And so they're both making some compromises to make sure that, you know, they can be able to move forward um, together. And I think we'll, we'll have to see sort of what um, compromises and things the other couples make. And there may be some shifts. I think um, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to, to know, especially like early in the season, mm-hmm. what's going to happen with some of the couples. And because um, I think on the last four, before the 90 days, um, David, I just knew that he was getting catfished and he was never going to meet. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on her name right now, but. Um, Lana. Lana, yes. <laughs> I did not think he was going to see Lana. I just knew he was going. It was going to show up, and it was going to be like a man that was on the, the computer that that had been typing him for seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but so I think, like in with with um, Kenneth and Armando, that they're putting in work. Um, we'll see how much you know, has there been any, you know, lies or or mistruths that have been uh, communicated. We don't know that yet. Yeah. Sorry. No, I said I do agree that you know they seem to to be the couple that may have a higher chance of working out. Yeah, I had I had a lot of hopes last uh, the previous ninety days with Stephanie and Erica because that being the first same sex couple did not work out. So I'm really hoping that the, I'm glad TLC is continuing to give show show different relationships additional relationships and have same-sex relationships on the show and i definitely want to see one that succeeds so so this this will be really nice no yeah that's definitely good i think that doesn't happen enough and and obviously i think in a society where we are still like focused a lot on like heterosexual relationships and um and couples like that's what the show is focused on and there is and so i think it's good that they're adding in you know, more diversity within the couples in, in mainstream television and not that you have to go to like specialize yeah. or something to, to see, to see those images and relationships. So what, what else, what stood out for you? I mean, I, I, I was not expecting Kenneth to have like so many children and um, a huge family. Like it's good that he has that support and, and everything, but that, that was so unexpected for me. Um, mm-hmm. One, because I think it's just, it's rare that, again, like television talks about um, gay men and specific, specifically when it comes to like families, those are not dynamics that are often shown on TV. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing sort of what happens with, with that relationship, but that was a surprise for me. Yeah. 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 It's definitely sad that he's, I, I mean, his children are grown, but they, you know, they're still in their early twenties, you know, and you know, kids still need their parents and he's a grandparent as well. So I, I can only imagine the loss of, of not being able to be that close, especially with, he lived with his daughter and grandson. So mm-hmm. to have that completely shift, I mean, that's, again, it, there must be a lot of love there to make this change, you know, but he's 57. He's following his heart. He's, you know, done the parenting, the parenting thing. Um, I don't know how I would feel if my parent left and went to another country. I feel like my, my mom has toyed with it at times and it bothers me. But. Yeah, no, I, I, I hope it works out. So I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what happens with them and, and how they merge their families. Mm-hmm. 
especially since both of them have um, children, obviously, again, like his kids are older. Um, mm -hmm. But it'll be interesting to see how uh, Armando's like daughter is like brought into having some sort of connection with, with his kids and, and, and his grandson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope they also show too, I, I appreciate that they show the, the interaction between Armando and his sister and him talking with her about, you know, this is how I felt when I came out to you and how you responded to me. Being able to show more of those conversations with the rest of his family and what that process of, and hopefully it's a process of acceptance. Um, but I think that would be an interesting conversation for folks to be able to see. Um, you know, with the last same-sex couple, uh, it was shared with one of the parents and what was nice, what I think was Erica's parents, what was nice was that their reaction was so positive and it really modeled a healthy way to respond to your child coming out to you. Mm -hmm. But then we also know that there's this way that sometimes yeah. when people come out that it is not positive. And so how do you navigate what that looks like? I think this could be a really great example. Yeah, I think so. Stephanie did uh, tell her mom after she came back. Oh yeah. So and I, and I think her mom, like her mom, probably responded in a manner that many parents do in terms of like, oh, it's like a phase, and mm -hmm. you're not, you don't really know. So I don't think she was like negative per se, but she definitely was less like um, open about accepting her compared to uh, Erica's uh, parents. So. Uh, mm -hmm. I th so I think like in, in reality, it, it captures the experiences that, you know, many people have when they come out to their parents about, you know, do they accept it? Do they not understand? Do they not want to talk about it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All those things that can sort of come up um, around these conversations. So um, it'll be good to see, you know, what happens mm -hmm. as they continue to like talk about, talk about, you know, his life and, and for him to make a, I think a transition of like accepting himself regardless of how it might impact, you know, yeah. family because that could be, that could be hard too. All right. So we're holding hope for them. Fingers crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed. So let's talk about Ethiopia. That's what we do. <laughs> let's talk about it. Ariella, 28 from Princeton, New Jersey. So she's still young, but she's had an interesting life. Um, she talks about being very adventurous, and we see her on, like, little zip lines. Um, she was married before to a man from Argentina for about 10 years. Um, so that is interesting. And she met Biniam, who's in, or baby, who's 29 in Addis, in Addis Ababa. And the way that they describe him is he's a dancer, he's a martial art, he's basically a superhero. superhero. He's a dancer, a martial artist, <laughs> he, he, he does stunts. I don't know what his exact job is, but he just seems to kind of do anything action hero-like. He's an entertainer, that's his, that's his job. Ah, he's an entertainer, <laughs> okay. Okay. No, yeah, I, I was, she also surprised me when she said that she had been married for 10 years. I'm wondering though, like, obviously this, I don't think it was talked much about, like, the dynamics of that first marriage, but I'm wondering, like, what, like, kept her in it so long and what finally made her decide to, to like, walk away 
from that mm-hmm. relationship. So I'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see, like, if they talk, if that comes out, and they talk more about about that and how that sort of fits within her, you know, decision to like explore uh, this relationship with uh, with William. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and she. I'm not sure what's going to happen with them. I'll be curious to see once she gets to Ethiopia, but she also has a big investment because she's pregnant with, with Biniam's child. So that right there changes for me the kind of, I want this to work out for them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to work out, but I want this to work out for them because they're trying to, to keep a family together. Yeah. And they're also, I think the other couple that's um, obviously, I think we've only seen like, or of the couple so far, uh, they are also another couple that's close in age. Um, and so mm-hmm. that might play out in their favor, but um, I think that also might be some like cultural stuff there too <laughs> that might play out. And um, I don't know much about the culture in Ethiopia, so. Um, It'll be interesting to see if he's religious. Um, and, and one of the larger uh, religions being uh, Christianity or Orthodox Christianity. And if he is and his family is, then how might they treat the fact that they're not married and they're about to have a child? So, so I wonder if that might, I'm curious if that's going to already set off a tone with him and his family because mm-hmm. she's already pregnant. So that's one thing that I'm, I'm really curious about. I don't know where he lives in Addis. So that will be interesting too, as far as the, some of the socioeconomic pieces and what that looks like. I can tell you right now, I have never had a child and I would have some concerns about not having the option of an epidural. I know many people do not have epidurals. I know many countries do not have epidurals. But if I have the option to have an epidural, I feel like I would want that option. Yeah. Um, so I... I, I yeah, just from my own like knowledge about it, I think they say that the first um, child is also the most difficult with birth, and so like that on top of like not having the epidural to like minimize some of the pain um, is like she's gonna have to do a lot of preparation. Obviously, like she's taking these like classes now to prepare for some of that. Um, but yeah, I think the the concerns about like health and you know doing that what what's that delivery going to be be like is going to be something that's going to continue to make her anxious and maybe her family nervous about sort of her, her moving and, and going you know there mm-hmm. besides to give birth mm-hmm. but I think the other piece of it I'm curious about and um I don't know much about it is sort of if the child is born in Ethiopia like how does that fit into if she has to if she decides like it doesn't, it's not working out, she wants to come back, like citizenship stuff. Um, and mm. if the challenges with, with, with that. If- yeah, I don't know how, I, I mean, cause I wasn't born in Ethiopia. I was actually born, I was born in Greece. <laughs> but, so I don't know how, how the citizenship part will work for a child. Um, if she makes it to having the baby there, that's that's also the other piece because she's going with her mother. I imagine her mother is probably going to express more concerns. Yeah. So I wonder if she just decides to go ahead and have the the child in the states and maybe come back or figure out some other way for him to come to the states. Yeah. 
It'll be interesting. I think, you know, they they seem like they might butt heads a little bit early on, at least from some of the previews that I've seen. So yeah. I think they are also one of those couples that, um, I mean, there's hope for them to work, work out. And obviously with, with the baby, you know, we want to hope the best for them. But I think mm-hmm. they also have some challenges uh, similar to like Jenny and Submit, but just like trying to deal with a lot of um, conflict and, and are they in a place to like work through that conflict or not? Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't know yet from what, from what I've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're, they are definitely going to be one to watch. Yeah. So we have two more couples to find out about. One I'm very happy is coming back is Devon and Jihoon. I always like Jihoon. So I find him just really lovable and funny. So I'm glad that they're back. And then there's a new couple, Tim and Melisa. Melisa? I apologize if I can't pronounce it correctly. I was just reading off from Columbia. So they'll be interesting to watch too. Yeah, and I just um, I just sort of glanced at their information earlier. So um, we'll see what happens with them. I don't know much about those other two couples. For me, like just sort of just becoming aware of and learning about sort of 90 days the other way. I think it is interesting just to sort of get that different like cultural lens of what happened in countries. And I think I saw a little bit of that um, with Lisa and... Um, Baby just, girl Lisa? Yes. Soldier Boy? Yeah, and Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> with their cultural, with the cultural stuff, um, for them that was really interesting and, and just sort of her like, trying to be open to it, but also looking like really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting to like see from the other side, like how when people come to the United States that they may, there's a, there's a process of like learning stuff and like adapting that um, I think it's hard for us as Americans sometimes to like grasp what that feels like in, for them. And so I think that this, this show the other way really, allows, you know, puts us into that other, you know, perspective in terms of like, you know, adjusting to a new life and and new customs and norms and uh, navigating some of that. So I do appreciate learning about that. Yeah. 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 My, my hope is that we don't have like uh, couples from the, or folks from the U S going to other countries and uh, not really appreciating the culture or being willing to try different things or being willing to adjust to the culture. Rather, I'm just here, but I'm American kind of thing. So I'm hoping we don't see a lot of that. Yeah, and I I sort of feel like um, Lisa did that a lot (laughs) the last Mm -hmm. uh, 90 days, um, before the 90 days, when she's an American woman. Well, yes, but you're also dating an African man now and so like you have to come to that realization and decide um are you gonna sort of try to fit into some of his like cultural beliefs or at least understand it I feel like a lot of times he wasn't even being open to like understanding the culture stuff so I'm hoping that you know with the 90 days the other way that all of the couples will at least like discuss some of that in 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 try to, to navigate like what what is that going to look like mm-hmm. for them, given that you know obviously being like living in that country is much different than 
if someone comes back to the United States and it's just like, okay, now you have to navigate your culture within sort of this Western society, but now you're, you're in those countries. And so there's less, I think there's less flexibility for you to like, like, I don't, I'm, I don't want to do these customs, you know, because I'm American and these are not my, my values. So let me ask you a question, Earl. So if you had to go the other way on 90 day, where would you want to go? COVID not happening. Like we didn't <laughs> have this situation. Where would you want to go? I don't want to go to the grocery store right now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard question. I'm trying to, so I think uh, Australia looked nice. And so like there was something that I really liked about that. It seems, at least from my perspective, obviously I don't know a lot about it, um, that there are less um, cultural like dynamics to navigate than in some other countries. Okay, okay. Any Australians out there? That's an open place to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not putting that in <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I I still don't. Yeah, the whole catfishing thing like freaks me out. So I think people that are all about the online virtual dating, they are very brave people. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna do a Yolanda and like okay. Oh, leave Yolanda alone. I love her, but she was. I do too. Her. I feel so bad for her. I know. I just want. I just want Yolanda to find love. Maybe there's hope for her. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure she has folks sliding her DMs now. Different folks. She has said. Let's hope she she does. She has a daughter. I think she needs her daughter as her like to check check these people out. That's true. Starts going down the conversation road about trying to like get to know them. Um, mm-hmm. Because she, I think she, she, yeah, she's nice, but she let a lot of stuff just like, yeah. She was very naive, I would say that. Um, and, and maybe too trusting. But again, like, just my personality, like, I, I feel like I'm open to people and mm-hmm. um, there's some level of trust, but you also have to earn that. And so I'm going to like, and maybe it's the Virgo in me as well, but I feel like mm-hmm to be able to get to that place of like fully um trusting you but i feel like yolanda was like way too trusting um, yeah so um but for these so for the couple so far on this season of 90 days the other way um seems like they're they're most of them are sort of going into it like with at least some sense of like knowing what they're getting themselves into and yeah. they know who the people on some level is um Besides Jenny, I think I'm 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 gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna be, be beating Jenny up apparently the whole season. <laughs> I hope she feels strong, but um I just I don't know how this is gonna work out with her. Uh I'm rooting for you, Jenny. I don't think it's with cement, but I'm rooting for you. So we'll see. But I'm excited to see how, how this season turns out. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm ready for, for the surprises. Oh, I'm sure they're coming. I think we're going to get some surprises on, on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Psych in Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. Give us your thoughts. Was it good for you? What other shows would you like to see us recap?
Be sure to like us on Facebook and also share the episodes. Thanks for joining us and join us next time on Psych and Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P.